In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. These words of Psalm 118 might be very familiar to us. They can give great consolation, hope, and joy. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Well, the context of the psalm is one of a certain danger that is present, and the Lord protects the author, the people, whoever's written by or about. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. And later in the psalm, I thank thee that thou hast answered me and has become my salvation. Indeed, the Lord saves. And therefore, with a certain logic, we can pray, we can cry out, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So while the inspired author may have been writing about a specific situation, and in fact, there's even foreshadowing here of Christ himself, the stone rejected by the builders is mentioned, I think we can also apply this day to every day for each one of us. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This moment, even. We can pray, this is the moment the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let, let's, let us find God in the very moment. Uh, let us strive for holiness in the here and now. Another phrase is perhaps very common to us, we've heard often, is uh, the grace of the present moment. And God is with us at all times. And in a certain way, the only time we can be present to the Lord is right now. The past is behind us. We really can't do much about that, if anything. The future, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Who knows if we have tomorrow ahead of us? But now, today, this moment, real time, God is here. And he's calling us to be holy right here, right now. Yes, right now in this time of prayer, in this oratory in Manhattan. That's the only moment we have, really, is right now. The Odiadnunc that St. Josemaria would write about. Today, now. This moment, I have a chance to, to love God, to be holy. I also have a an opportunity to misuse my freedom. 
Oh Lord, I want to use my freedom to love you. I want to use this now to love you. So that is true at every single moment of our lives. And right now, again, we're praying. Well, let's use this moment, this today, to rejoice, to give glory to God by trying to pray well. We've made this opening prayer. Each one of us on our own, we're trying to carry out a conversation with our Lord. That's the whole point of being here, a personal prayer. St. Josemaria described prayer in very, very simple ways. Talking to God, opening a heart to God, telling him about our joys and sorrows, what's on our mind, asking him for things, thanking him, begging forgiveness, adoring him. And if we don't know how to pray, saying that to him. And St. Nozomir would say, if we do that, we can be sure we've already begun to pray. So right now, this... uh, Opportunity to use our freedom well involves prayer. There's this conversation with God that we want to to embark upon. Well, here I am, Lord. And we see in the lives of the saints. We can see how they had a sense of this, the present moment. Really, they took to heart, it seems, those words of the psalm. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to give my best to this moment. And throughout the day, how am I going to use the moment that God gives me? Well, thank you, Lord, for the myriad of ways that we can use our freedom. And part of that should be a plan of life. This ongoing conversation with God we can almost say the background music to our daily lives was very deep, very rich, because precisely in that conversation with God, that awareness of God's presence at every moment of our lives, we will be able to use our freedom well with God's grace, of course. But there's no guarantee. God respects our freedom. And indeed... Surprise, surprise, we can sin, and we do sin, but God never gives up on us. God brings us back to, uh, to his sacred love, his, his, to the sacred heart of Jesus, to, to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and invites us to, well, to begin again, and to take advantage of the present moment to give him glory and to help our fellow man. St. Josemaria has a little point in the way. Many great things depend, don't forget it, on whether you and I live our lives as God wants. Great things depend on what we do and on the moments and how we use those moments that God gives us day by day by day. Well, we can take a look at the life of St. Peter, for example. We know quite, quite a bit about him from, from, from the Bible. And even from the history of the church, from common culture, from artwork. There's a, a painting in the Met going through the Grand Hall up that 
big staircase there into the first gallery, Gallery 601 in the Italian Renaissance section. And there you see the, the uh, denial of St. Peter by Caravaggio, 1610. And Caravaggio had that knack, that, that talent for capturing the moment. And, well, we see Peter there before the maid and the soldier pointing at him, accusing him of knowing Jesus. And St. Peter is uh, a bit crouched. Uh, you only see half of his face. His, his hands are in a weird gesture, sort of turning in on, on, his, on himself, on his heart. It's a dark scene. that Caravaggio had this play of light and, and darkness, but, but the, the light is there, perhaps from the, from the charcoal fires, lighting up the face of the maid and a bit of the face of Peter. And, and it, there's a moment. That, that, what is Peter going to do? Well, we know. We, we know what he does. He, he denies knowing the Lord. He'd almost like to you know, rewind. Say, Wait a second, Peter. Here's a chance. Here's a chance to profess your belief in the Lord, your love for Jesus, your willingness to die for him, as you yourself had said. Here's your chance. Here's the, the present moment. Again, Caravaggio captures that very well. And in that moment, frankly, St. Peter failed. But that doesn't define his life. That first encounter with Jesus must have made some impression on him. Of course, his brother Andrew had met the Lord. He comes to talk to Peter about it. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, So you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Chephas, which means Peter. And that's it. That's the first encounter, that, the way John describes, St. John describes Peter's encounter with Christ. Well, obviously something happened there. That, that moment meant something to, to Peter, because he will follow him. He will join the ranks of Jesus. Of course, he will be that rock that Jesus will, uh, will establish, will name. But there's a history that goes along. There's a, a, an attention that Peter gives to the moments of his time with Christ. It's, it's forming him. His three decisions, either for the good or or in fear for, for the bad, it will form him. Put out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. So here's an opportunity, here's a moment. It's happening in Peter's life. Things are negative, they haven't caught anything all night. Probably frustrated, maybe even embarrassed. He's a fisherman. He hasn't caught anything. Others notice. 
But the master has spoken. And, and Peter makes a decision. But at your word, I will let down the nets. He didn't have to. He could have done something else. He could have made excuses. But he lets down the nets. He, he, he listens to the master. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. So they get this great shoal of fish, they bring them in. And, and then our, our Lord, our Lord later on, he's really, okay, makes this demand, makes this challenge. Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. St. Luke, in this case, sums it up and, and one little sense there, but that's a lot. <laughs> they left everything and followed him. Zeffirelli in his movie, Jesus of Nazareth, back from the late 70s, depicts the scene in a very moving way. I mean, it shows Peter, he's... You know, Simon Peter is making a decision. He's, he's, he's looking at his boat there. His, his compatriots are going to go up, back out again, or his fellow fishermen are going to go back out. Uh, Jesus is looking at him, but starting, he's, Jesus on, is on the go. Jesus has souls to reach, leaving it to Peter, to Simon Peter. You're going to follow me or not? And, and you can see the uh, tension in, in, in Peter. What will he do? Well, he follows Jesus. He makes that decision. They left everything and followed him. Indeed, the grace of the moment was there. Still was difficult. Simon Peter still had to use his freedom. And he followed the Lord. And then he does his best. He's going along with the Lord. Village to village and Sometimes he's a bit impetuous and, you know, like, I don't know if him or one of the other apostles, but he'll cast down fire and brimstone upon these people. There. Or, or, or just simply, you know, keeping the children away from Jesus. And Jesus says, let the children come to me. So you know, Peter's moving along and, and trying to make decisions, I suppose, to the best of his ability. But he's, he's got to be, he needs to be open. He's humble and open to what the what God is asking of him, where the Holy Spirit is leading him. And the Lord is is, is counting on him. He doesn't force him, but Peter's trying. Who do, who do men say that the Son of Man is? They said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. The grace of the moment, to affirm Christ. Which is saying a lot, to call someone the son of the living God. First century Jew, that's a lot to say that. And of course, the Lord says to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. 
the Lord knows what he's doing. And, and the Lord knows that uh, in the courtyard, Peter will deny him. Now, he's not forced to. It's, it's this mystery of God living outside of time. God knows. Each one of us here, God knows. He knows our destiny. God is outside of time. We don't. And the Lord, therefore, we, we pray. We try to use our freedom. We'll try to be open to the grace of the moment to give you our best. To try to be holy. To, to seek to do your will. To come back to you. And therefore, yes, uh, we need not uh, despair for Peter or for ourselves when we read about that uh, Denial of Peter. See it depicted in a painting. It's 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 terrible. It, it's it's frightening that this follower of Christ, this rock on whom Jesus had built the church, established the church, is denying him. And the maid said, "Then a maid, seeing him, as he sat in the light and gazing at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Peter had freedom. Peter had his opportunity. And we could say he failed. What would you and I have done in that situation? Clearly, it's going to, I mean, seeing Jesus being the way he's being treated, he's going to be counted, uh, I suppose, in a certain sense, in the same lot as Jesus. And it, it, he, he denies him. And immediately while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Already, St. Luke is leading us into the repentance of Peter. He wept bitterly. Peter recognizes his his failure in that moment. But he's already beginning. He's already in the mode of repentance, which is the mode of mercy, opening ourselves to God's mercy. And so we, like Peter, we need to open ourselves to that mercy, to the grace of that moment, which is not recorded in Scripture explicitly, but clearly Peter opened himself to the grace of mercy. And so we too, while we can relate to St. Peter there in the courtyard, and how many times have I denied the Lord in different ways? How many times have I failed to open myself to the grace of the moment? Lord, here I am. Have mercy on me. Indeed, today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, which happens to Peter as well. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you.
grace of the moment there. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. It must have been somewhat, it might have been difficult for Peter to say that. Like, who am I to say this when, just what it was, a couple weeks ago, I, I denied him. I, I left, I, I, not what he does, but Peter, he, his, he had been, he had wept bitter, bitterly. He, of course, even before that, that, that affirmation of love, he'd seen the Lord the night of the resurrection. And the, the apostles were glad when they saw Jesus, the scripture says. So Peter's on his way. And then he does affirm the Lord. And at, uh, the, the day of Pentecost, with a real boldness, now with the Holy Spirit, all the more so at this wonderful long discourse of St. Peter. In that moment, too, he was open to grace. He, he fulfilled his role as leader of the church, and he proclaimed that Jesus is God. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. But God raised him up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. This long discourse of St. Peter, open to the Holy Spirit, open to the, the moment of grace. The grace of the present moment. Lord, help us to, to speak with such boldness, to live with such boldness. Yes, that my faith be lived out, and not be hidden or be a theory, but you know, just the way I work, the way I engage with people, the way I redirect a conversation that's, that's you know, silly or sinful. I'll try, Lord, I'll try. And of course we sin. The just man sins seven times a day. We read in Scripture. But let's try to be humble and, and, and faithful and courageous and, and live, that, live that moment as God wants us to. Moment after moment after moment. Many great things depend, don't forget it, on whether you and I live our lives as, God's, as God wants. And <laughs> at times it's difficult. We might be caught off guard. That's why the plan of life is so important. Just having a, a, a friendship with God, taking time to pray every day, loving Our Lady, praying the Rosary, getting to confession on a regular basis. That prepares us for the moment to say, "Yes, you are the Son of God," or, or simply to say, "Yes, I'll live this little mortification now," or, or "Yes, Lord, I'll, I'll keep my mouth closed instead of gossiping about that." That person that others are, are talking about. It, all these are, are the, the grace of the present moment it, it, before us. We discover the invisible God and the most visible and material things, St. Josemaria would say. Am I living that way? Do I have this knack to do God, try to do God's will? And so, again, sometimes it's tough. I, mean, I remember. Playing in grade school football, eighth grade, I was a little scrawny little halfback, and and this uh, you know a pass play was called, which I hardly ever did. These, these can, you know, coaches never trusted us to throw the ball around, but anyway, 
You know, my buddy Jim was quarterback, and he steps back to throw a pass, and I look up, and here comes this humongous defensive lineman rushing straight at, at uh, you know, the quarterback's back. I had his blind side. Well, I I just froze in my tracks. I said, whoa, look at that guy. This guy's huge. Where'd he come from? And I, I just, I did not, I could not, I just did not move. And... Uh, and, and my buddy Jim got walloped, flattened like a pancake, and uh, I couldn't look him in the eye in the huddle. I, I, he's probably knocked out as well. I can't remember now. I remember going to the to the bench, and my coach gave me, you know, gave me an earful. I, I said, I, I, I had no excuse. I said, no, so what am I going to say? Well. Lord, help us to protect the blind side. Help us to step in. Help us to do the right thing as the day goes along. Give us the grace of the present moment to do your will and, and, and to not leave you alone, Lord. And everything, everything can be healed. The mercy of our Lord. Jim and I are still good friends, by the way. But yeah, everything can be healed. But we have to allow him. We have to let the Lord guide us along. And yes, demand of us. And we have to trust in him. That's really know, that he is he loves us. Although I walk through the valley of death, I, I fear no evil. The Lord is by my side. With that confidence I can strive to, to live out the grace of the present moment. God is with me. God will protect me. Indeed, this is the day. The Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Even though, again, we have those um, those fears, those those you know, enemies. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. I thank thee that thou hast answered me and has become my salvation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And Lord, help me to live that always, every moment. This is the moment the Lord has made. Well, that's the way our Blessed Mother lived her whole life. And of course, in a beautiful way, there at the Annunciation, Mary had her freedom. She had a choice to make. And she said, yes. Mary, help us to say yes. Help us to live our lives in a way that is constantly affirming the love we want to have for God, the love we want to have for your Son, Jesus Christ. Mary, teach us. Take us by the hand. Lead us to Jesus. Help us to say yes. Help us to say to God, let it be done to me according to thy word. And it's precisely in that yes and that grace of the moment that we can uh, proclaim and live our whole life. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. 
my Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.